your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Hyman, and I'm joined by my verified co-host, Thomas Welsh. Sorry, Thomas, I had to give you a little bit of a shout out there. I'm sure everybody listening to this is surprised. I promise uh, you could not be more surprised than I was when I woke up. But yeah, big things coming for the podcast. Josh is coming up next, so stay tuned. Hopefully. But yeah, we got a good episode for you guys today. The Stanley Cup final starts tonight. It feels like it's been forever since the playoffs started. Remember when the Blues played playoff games? I don't. Um, but yeah. Mm. We'll be getting into that, and we'll be talking about the one constant over the last three Stanley Cup finals, and that is Pat Maroon. Talking about what he brings to a team, what he brought to the Blues, and what he's currently bringing to the Tampa Bay Lightning that have allowed them to make back-to-back Stanley Cups. So don't go anywhere. It's going to be a great episode, but before we get into it, got to tell everyone about Locked On NHL. Who doesn't need more hockey news? And Locked On NHL is here to fill in the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the league. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps each day. Subscribe to Locked On NHL today, wherever you get podcasts. All right. So back in round two of the Stanley Cup playoffs, after our beloved St. Louis Blues were eliminated in in quick work by the Colorado Avalanche, Tommy and I both selected bandwagon teams, teams that we put our support behind uh, and, and rooted to get to the Stanley Cup final and eventually win it. And what do you know? My Stanley Cup final team, or my bandwagon team, the Montreal Canadiens, and Tommy's bandwagon team, the Tampa Bay Lightning, are matching up in the Stanley Cup final starting tonight. Who would have thought? Besides us, I guess. Naturally, there's going to be a lot of shade getting thrown back and forth between Josh and I throughout this series. So you're definitely going to want to tune in uh, to both of our Twitter accounts, at 12 or 15, at Josh Hyman NHL. But I can say that I think because we jumped on the bandwagons was really what put both of these teams over the top. I'm not really sure if they'd make it there without our presence all the way through. So all jokes aside, both of these teams have had fantastic runs. It's not easy to do what they did and go all the way back for a second time in a row. Pat Maroon going all the way back for a third time in a row. Mimicking that magic. We saw what the St. Louis Blues, who got knocked out in the first round after they won the Stanley Cup. It is not easy in any regard. So for the Lightning to do it in the fashion that they have with the pieces that they have, against all adversity in $100 million over the cap, <laughs> I think is astounding. But especially for the Montreal Canadiens, who we've talked about it multiple times on this podcast, but they had less odds to make the Stanley Cup than the St. Louis Blues. And here they are, the Cinderella story, America's team, which is weird because they're Canadian. But uh, yeah, fantastic stories all the, all the way around. Carey Price, chasing the dream, chasing that cup, one of the best goalies in the game. And Vasilevsky right behind him, who probably was the best goalie this season by a long shot. So it's going to be a goalie match at the end of the day. Both teams have a net front presence player who loves getting under the skin of the other players. You got Corey Perry on the Habs and you've got hometown boy Pat Maroon on the Tampa Bay Lightning. So in a lot of ways, I feel like there's similarities to draw with these teams. The biggest thing for me is the goalies and is that net front presence. Because if you remember back to the St. Louis Blues and their Stanley Cup run, I feel like the best goalie we probably faced was Ben Bishop. And if you remember, Dallas took us to seven games 
and the only person in Game 7 to win it for the St. Louis Blues was a net front presence player in Pat Maroon. So I would suspect Corey Perry and Pat Maroon are going to play huge roles in this series. It's definitely an interesting series. Um, You have a team in the Tampa Bay Lightning who a lot of people probably had penciled in to win or at least make the Stanley Cup you know, at the beginning of the season, and then a team like the Montreal Canadiens, who have come out of absolutely nowhere, um, just barely squeaked into the playoffs, and then came back from a 3-1 deficit to the Toronto Maple Leafs, who looked like they were finally going to beat their first-round demons, um, and then just continued to play winning hockey um, on the back of spectacular goaltending in Carey Price. And if anyone can slow down the dominant offense of the Tampa Bay Lightning. We saw the Islanders get close with their good defensive scheme and their above average goaltending. Um, I think it could be the Montreal Canadiens, you know, with their good defensive scheme and their elite, elite, elite goaltending in Carey Price. Now, Vasilevsky is no slouch either, um, which is why I think I, I still might worry that Tampa has a slight edge in the series just because Montreal's biggest edge isn't even that large of a of an advantage just because Vasilevsky is so good as well um but as we know uh, a hot goalie can do wonders for a team in the playoffs and in the Stanley Cup final and if Carey Price steals one or two games for the Montreal Canadiens they could very easily find themselves um up in the series and Tampa who I think might fall into the same trap that every other team that Montreal has played um fell into and that is underestimating them um they're here for a reason and as much as they you know you could say oh they didn't go through as good of teams as tampa or or they you know they got lucky whatever um they're all they only good players carry price they they're in the cup finals for a reason and they have beat some good teams and they have won some games that they should have lost um and they have uh, the best goalie in the world maybe the best player in the world in these playoffs uh, in carry price um, so anything could happen and it starts in tonight in game one. And I, I would definitely give the advantage to Montreal, especially considering the Tampa Bay lightning have never won a Stanley cup final game one in their history, but it should be fun for Montreal. A big thing that's helped them a lot in this playoffs has been scoring goals off their breakaways. And that's a lot harder to do against Vasilevsky, but they they did it against the Vegas Golden Knights and Marc-Andre Fleury as well. So I think that that could be a focal point to watch if you're the Tampa Bay Lightning. But I think, too, like talk about Carey Price and Vasilevsky, two of the best goalies in the NHL going toe-to-toe. I think that is a matchup that a lot of people can get excited about. But Carey Price, I think we've seen throughout these playoffs that he kind of elevates his game, not only to the moment, because, I mean, he's absolutely done that. But going toe-to-toe against a guy, against a Hall of Famer like Marc-Andre Fleury, I think to come out on top of that series, you really got to play at the top of your game. Especially because on paper, let's not get it twisted, like the Tampa Bay Lightning are here for a reason. They're loaded. There's a reason why they're so far over the cap, and it's because they have a lot of superstars that need to get paid that money. Montreal doesn't really have that same effect we talked about that on the last podcast I think they don't have huge names but they do have good team chemistry and they do have a team that you can rally behind and they rally behind each other because they constantly get underestimated by the media by other teams by everybody saying oh these guys don't stand a chance the other team in four and they keep coming out on top so I think that underdog mentality is really what's helped drive them 
But I think Carey Price, whoever he goes up against, I know they won't come out and say like, oh, it's me versus the goalie. Like it is a team sport at the end of the day. But I think Carey Price in his mind thinks that if he has a better day than the other goalie, he gives his team a fantastic chance to win the game. So I think because of that, if he can elevate his game to the level of Vasilevsky and surpass it, those games are the ones that will see Montreal emerge victorious, in my opinion. But I do think it's going to be a long series, and I would love to see seven games between these two absolute behemoths in the hockey world. I'm so excited for this series, Josh. I hope it's as long as possible. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I'll tell you what, we got some breaking blues news that just hit my Twitter timeline. Matthew Kachuk. Oh, maybe. The only way you're going to find out is if you stay past this break. But before we get into that breaking news, I got to talk about Bilt Bar. Did you know that Bilt Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor? When you talk to a Bilt Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorite flavors. And if you don't know all of them, well, you got coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. So there's something for everyone. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get yourself a mixed box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. The best part about Bilt Bar, the reason why I love them so much is not only do they taste amazing, but they're also healthy. Most of the flavors, you're getting about 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. Nine amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. So order today, get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. Go to BiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BiltBar.com. And when we return, we'll be getting into that breaking blues news, as well as talking about Pat Maroon and what he brings to a team that, I guess, has made three straight cup finals in a row, being the Blues and the Lightning. So don't go anywhere. When I said it was breaking news, it's kind of news that broke a while ago that everyone kind of forgot about. Um, And that is... The St. Louis Blues will be playing in the 2022 Winter Classic against the Minnesota Wild at Target Field. They were supposed to play in 2021, but yeah, love the Winter Classic. The last one we had was so fun. Um, Jerseys were great. Uh, Tarasenko was great in that game. The jerseys. What are the Blues going to do for the jerseys? Yeah, I really hope they get creative with it, Uh, expand their horizons a little bit because Obviously, it's nice like bringing back the clown jerseys, bringing back the retros, doing the reverse retro, all those things. And it would be cool to like uh, do the white jerseys with the blues lettering on it and then the note under like that'd be fun, too. But like we've done the history thing with the heritage and the clown jerseys. I feel like it's time for something new, something fresh, something uh, funky. Yeah, something that the something that the fans can get riled up about. I feel like this could be the first time all-star games going to Vegas, too. Do you see that? Cool for the players that they get to spend that whole weekend there and cool uh, for Targeting the fan base. Vegas. I think oh, that man. absolutely earned it, especially this whole season long, but uh, in the playoffs too, that is an absolute experience. I need to go to a game in Vegas uh, before I die. hundred percent. For real. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll have a, a lockdown blues meetup. Oh in my Vegas. God. I don't think Vegas would be able to handle that. We'd burn the place that, down. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be insane. I mean, I guess you could say that the blues kind of went for an original design with the first winter classic jerseys, but even then there was definitely a lot of, influence from their past jerseys and i would love to see you know for the first time in a while just a completely new and original blues jersey because we've got the 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 clown jerseys and the um original retro jerseys that are based off of you know jerseys from the 90s and then the winter classic jerseys loosely based off of um earlier blues jerseys as well i would love to just see something completely out of left field you know yeah really the the last time they got that creative was the 
like the navy ones with the, the arch navy in them. Yeah, the ones that Oshi awesome. wore. Yeah, those were, I mean, at the time, I feel like a lot of people didn't like them, which I understand. Like having a circle logo there, I don't know how I feel about that, especially with the Blues logo being so iconic. But I do think it's something different. And I think now looking back on those jerseys, I, I think a lot of fans view them a lot differently than when they first dropped. For that reason, I feel like if the Blues do go loud and do go creative, I think any kind of jersey they come out with, even if they don't like it right off the jump, I feel like people look back on it and remember like a certain era and be like, oh yeah, that's when they played the Wild in the Winter Classic and all that stuff. So They've gone very loud with their last two uh, jersey releases being the, the trumpet jerseys and the reverse retro trumpet jerseys. So they're clearly not going to shy away from, I don't want to say controversial picks, but but loud and some would say obnoxious jerseys that, you know, for those reasons, get a lot of love from the fans or hate from the fans. You know, I feel like there's really no, there's really no in between, but yeah, it's, it's something that I'm really excited about. I remember when I first heard about that, they were supposed to play in 2021. And then I feel like I haven't thought of it until I just saw that tweet, but the season that Minnesota had last year too, puts a lot more uh, stock in that matchup as well, because I feel like for the longest time, and obviously the Blues kind of had their way with Minnesota last season, but Minnesota gave Vegas a run for their money and did some pretty good things in the playoffs. Kirill Kaprizov could be a superstar in the making if he comes back to Minnesota, if he doesn't come back to Minnesota. That's still kind of up in the air at this point, but if he is there and he's playing in the game and the Blues have their Stanley Cup roster complete and they're playing in the game, that could that could be a very close matchup and I think a lot of fun for all hockey fans, not just ones in Minnesota and St. Louis. So outdoor games are always a great time and Minnesota, like you said, is sort of like an up and coming franchise they've been sort of stuck in limbo for the longest time but finally so and showing some signs of of kind of taking that next step um and they match up against the blues very well i think so it's certainly gonna be a great game um i think people are gonna be really really excited to go just with you know covid sort of delaying everybody's ability to go to events like that um gonna be a lot of passionate fans there and i I wouldn't be surprised if if it's you know 50 50 wild fans and blues fans um just with an event like that and hopefully Target Field uh, provides a good a good opportunity for uh, an outdoor game because I know that in the past certain stadiums have been kind of brutal in terms of like sight lines and stuff. So hopefully it's a it's a great experience, you know, something that the fans deserve after sort of going so long without being able to see their favorite team, uh, especially in an outdoor setting. But we are going to move on to that Pat Maroon discussion. Uh, after one more short break, because I think it's an important one. I think, like Tommy said before the podcast, it's no coincidence that Pat Maroon is now going to be in his third straight Stanley Cup final. But before we get into that, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams, well, as two teams prep for their final runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device today. Sign up and receive a free 50% welcome bonus along with your first deposit. That's promo code LOCKEDON at betonline.ag for a free 50% welcome bonus along with your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. All right, Tommy, not many players have managed to make it to three consecutive Stanley Cup finals. But one of those players is the hometown hero, 
Pat Maroon. Why do you think he has found himself in three straight Stanley Cup finals? Tommy, what is it that he brought to the Blues two years ago? And what is it that he's bringing to the Lightning now that makes him so successful and makes his team so successful? I actually think I know exactly the reason why the Lightning as a whole, but especially post-signing Pat Maroon, have been so successful. And it's the same reason that the Blues uh, voiced the problems that they had this season uh, at the end of this season, and that was uh, building an identity. And I think for the Blues, it was hard to build an identity because they brought in all these new acquisitions, didn't get didn't get to really see them besides games, besides practices, uh, couldn't hang out with them, get some beers with the boys, uh, build some memories. And I think uh, reading that athletic article that came out a while ago, uh, there is no better player in the NHL, in my opinion, personally, all bias aside, uh, at building an identity with a team and getting a team to rally behind one person, then Pat Maroon, hearing about him slugging beers, cracking jokes with the teammates. It seems like he is a guy, I mean, we talk about locker room glue and guys that are great in the room all the time, but I think there's levels to this thing, and I think there is no level. It's just Pat Maroon at the top by himself. Blues fans saw it in the parade as well. Like, there's nothing you can dislike about this guy. He's got the best personality, and he's pretty good at playing hockey too, and he knows his role. He knows what he's supposed to go out there and do. And he knows what it takes to get to the Stanley Cup. And I think one of the main quotes I took away from that article was when Pat Maroon first got to the Lightning, it was the season right after they got embarrassed in the first round by the Blue Jackets, just full on swept. After winning the President's Trophy, after everyone was like, this is the best team from Tampa Bay we've seen in a long time. They should be shoeins. To go to the Stanley Cup didn't happen. So Pat Maroon goes into the room a year later. They're still talking about that and still hanging their heads. And he's he goes to the coach and says, these guys don't have what it takes. And the coach tells him to basically open his mouth and let him know because that's why he's there. And next thing you know, they're Stanley Cup champions. And next thing you know now, they're back at it doing the same thing once again. So uh, like I said, I don't think that's a coincidence. I don't think Pat Maroon is the only reason by any stretch of the imagination. I don't think Pat Maroon is the only reason that this team has made it this far two years in a row, but I do think he is a crucial reason. And it's not because of the play he brings on the ice, but it's because of everything he does behind the scenes and everything he does in the locker room and everything his personality brings to the table, I think brought this team together in a way that losing in the first round couldn't even do. I mean, we talk all the time about like intangibles and and stats that don't up don't show up on the score sheet. Um and I think Pat Maroon exemplifies that uh better than anyone else, you know. There was a time during his Blues tenure where uh the discussion was whether or not he was going to be waived, um whether or not he was going to be put on waivers and and you know that that's how his um days as a St. Louis Blue would end. And then next thing you know, He's scoring maybe the most important goal in franchise history. And then just a few weeks later, uh, screaming about how he's a hometown hero in front of the entire city of St. Louis because they just hoisted their first ever Stanley Cup. Um, so it kind of shows what what a guy like that can bring um, and sort of how it might be easier to take players like that for granted. Um you know, when the Blues weren't having success, his name was was on the waiver rumors. And, you know, maybe if, if there was a few more weeks of, you know, the, the lack of success from that team, maybe we would have actually seen him on waivers. Who knows? Um, but he managed to not only maintain a spot on that Blues team and score some big goals, 
um, and, and, you know, help lead his team to a Stanley cup. He then goes and signs with Tampa who, like you said, it seems like they had all the personnel and had had that personnel for years and just couldn't get over that final hurdle. Um, and, and then all of a sudden a guy like Pat Maroon comes in and tells it like it is, sets these players straight and they go on to not only win a Stanley cup, but then make it back in the next season after a shortened off season, something that for as much, as much crap as I give the Tampa Bay lightning, something that's so, so difficult to do to go back to back normally, much less one where the off season's half the length of a normal one. In a similar sense, I don't know enough about him in the locker room, but maybe that's a reason Corey Perry is here for a second year in a row. He came with Dallas last year, had to face off against Pat Maroon, lost. He's back here with the Habs now. Maybe that's a reason is because he knows what it takes. He knows how to band the group together. I don't think a guy like Nick Suzuki, Cole Caulfield, Kotkaniemi, obviously they're very talented players and having them on their roster makes them considerably better as we saw uh, in the Toronto series where this team looked vastly different after they added some of those young guys. But I think it's crucial to have a balance of those young guys that are cost controlled, uh, that are way out, that are way out playing their contract. And also some of those older guys like Corey Perry, so he can uh, relay to those young guys and be like, Hey, like you really cannot take any games off. Like you have to give it 110% every single time, because the second you keel over to breathe, your man's streaking past you for a breakaway. And that's the deciding factor in the entire series. So I think Doug Armstrong's done a good job of that in the past. I think this off season, it's going to be difficult for him to get this team in that structure that we need it to be but if anyone can do it like we said before if anybody can do it and pull it off it's Doug Armstrong for sure multiple times I've said that I trust Doug Armstrong with my life and I don't know that might be a bit of an exaggeration but in general I think he's like I, like I always say he's very good at taking an honest look at this team and, and, and you know honestly addressing what the biggest needs are and he isn't afraid to make you know, big or small moves to improve the team in the best way possible. And, you know, we've seen sort of two different stories of how teams can make it to the cup final, you know, just have a stacked roster like the Tampa Bay Lightning or sort of rely on chemistry and good goaltending and um, stuff like that in the Montreal Canadiens. So whatever route Doug Armstrong decides to take, whether it's bringing in, you know, like guys like Pat Maroon to sort of just up the accountability in the locker room or, or even bringing in some big names to just, you know, push the push the needle and and make the Blues more of a superstar driven team. Either way, I think like we've been saying this entire offseason, there's so many different routes that the Blues could take to improve this team. Um, and having a guy like Doug Armstrong leading that charge is something that uh, gives me a lot of reassurance that this team's going to be all right in in the years moving forward. Josh, if you had to pick a locked on player for the game tonight, one player for both teams, who would who would you pick and why? Montreal Canadiens. I mean. You got to go the obvious choice. You got to go Carey Price. If he performs at the top of his game for the entirety of the series, I don't see the Tampa Bay Lightning winning. You know, granted, that's a lot to ask because it could go seven and you could be asking Carey Price to play at the top of his game for seven consecutive Stanley Cup Finals games. And he he's he's due to have one or two that just he, he, he plays a little below average. But having the best player on your team as a go- being your goaltender allows a team to win games that they shouldn't win a lot more than teams whose best player is a center or a defenseman because goalies can keep you in a game. Goalies can make saves that they shouldn't make. Goalies can keep a, a, a game at zero, zero, even if your offense isn't producing, 
So if Carey Price is the player that he is capable of being um, and is the best player in this series, then it would be a really hard uh, task for the Tampa Bay Lightning to win um, as long as the supporting cast from Montreal is able to uh, produce as well. Uh, for Tampa, that's tough because they have so many different players that you never really know besides like the obviously the Braden Points and Nikita Kucherovs and Steven Samkos of the world and even Victor Hedman. Besides like the big four, it could just be anyone. And those guys, you know what you're going to get out of them. So, man, my lockdown player for the Tampa Lightning, I might just be a little, a little, a little cheap with this one and say Andre Vasilevsky and pick two goalies just because I think it's going to be an absolute goaltending duel and Carey Price is going to be spectacular. And if he is as good as I think he's going to be and makes it as difficult on the Tampa Bay Lightning as I think he will, then Vasilevsky is going to have to do pretty close to as good of a job in order to keep them in this series because I think these games are going to end, you know, one nothing, two one, three two. I don't think Tampa's scoring eight on Montreal, so I think it's going to be a goaltending duel. And at least in game one, I think they're going to be the offenses are going to be a little bit more passive as they're sort of figuring out how their opponents play. I think it's going to be a low scoring game and. Because of that, I'm picking both goalies as my lockdown players of the game. I like that. I'm in the same boat as you. I think it's definitely going to be a goaltending duel. Uh, so my picks are going to mimic that, but I'm not going to pick either goalie. So for the Montreal Canadiens, I think the biggest thing for them, obviously, besides keeping the puck out of the net and letting Tampa Bay build momentum, uh, is figuring out what you can do to stop Braden Point, who is just scoring at a horrific, historic pace this postseason. So for that reason, I think a lot of that is going to weigh heavily on Philip Deneau. Uh, so I'm going to take him for the Montreal Canadiens. He's done a pretty good job like defensively that. this entire playoffs, uh, but he's really going to have his work cut out for him uh, tonight in Braden Point. So we're going to look at that matchup and see how that goes. If Tampa Bay, if Braden Point starts getting his fingerprints on this game, I think Tampa Bay uh, is going to emerge victorious. But uh, like I said, we'll see what happens. Philip Deneau for the, for the Habs. For the Tampa Bay Lightning, similar conversation, uh, but in a different scope. So if you're the Tampa Bay and trying to score on Carey Price, is obviously a humongous feat. As he's shown all playoffs long, uh, they have the firepower to do it. But the chances of you beating Carey Price on a clean shot that he can see the whole way, uh, especially with Montreal not really letting a ton of guys get close to the net, I-, I think your chances of scoring that way aren't very high. Uh, So for me, I think it's all going to be about traffic, about getting the guy in front of the net, taking away Carey Price's eyes and getting those shooters that can place the puck perfectly to put it somewhere that Carey Price can't see until the last second. And by that time, the puck's already in the back of the net. And for that reason, my locked on player of the game for the Tampa Bay Lightning is Pat Maroon. We've been talking about him a lot this episode. He could be a difference maker, but I do think that's all the time we've got today. So stay tuned to both of our Twitters, because I think we're going to be doing probably a Spotify green room during one of these finals games, at least one of these finals games. So definitely stay tuned to that. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. That way you never miss a new upload. Follow me on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL and Spotify green room. Follow Tommy on Twitter and Spotify green room at T 15. Thanks so much for listening. And as always, let's go blues.